0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Trico Tidbits. I'm John Yacoub, and Trico Tidbits is the show with the terrible name, but the fantastic guests. I'm joined today by Christine Schachter, uh, Government Affairs Director for Tri-County's Association of Realtors. Now, Christine graduated from USC with a master's in public administration, and before that, studied political science, and that was at
1: UC Davis, UC wow. Davis, of course. See Google, is just amazing. I you know. You can find anything on there. I know. Oh,
0: wait, wait and see what else I found. Oh. Okay. And uh, she also, uh, so Christine, uh, you've headed many administration, administrative elements of local governments like Long Beach, Redondo Beach, and uh, right now my understanding is you're using your, your superpowers in service of homeowners on the local level. Is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely.
1: I like that, superpowers. World domination, that's World what we're domination.
0: looking for. Okay. I'm going to put a little danger mark next to your name here. Okay. And uh, so, Christine, how are you doing today?
1: Fantastic. And how about yourself?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great because I'm interviewing you. And uh, now I did want to ask you some deep personal questions. Is that okay with you? Go ahead. Okay. So this question is a little serious. Christine, do you have any pets?
1: I do. You knew. You you researched ahead of time. I I do. I have a little dog named Stacy and I used to work for a. uh, my boss was named Stacy my former boss so it was always big Stacy and little Stacy
0: big okay and what kind of dog do you have
1: she is a rescue and she's like five different breeds I didn't DNA test myself but I DNA tested my dog so okay yeah
0: very good all right and uh, so what do you and so when you're not using your superpowers to protect homeowners what do you and Stacy like to do
1: Well, we do like to walk outside. Now we have to be a little bit more careful with everything going on. But certainly that's what we like to do is take long walks near the beach.
0: Long walks near the beach. Yeah, you can do that. It must be nice out there. It is. Okay. So now, Christine, we all know what a government affairs director does. But just for those of us who don't know, would you like to share with us what is it that you do in our association?
1: Yeah, it's working a lot with local government leaders, um, whether that be the elected officials, staff, um, community um, leaders in, um, in neighborhoods, and trying to keep a pulse on what's going on. So historically, that was sign ordinances, point-of-sale mandates. Now it's um, much more um, hands-on relative to um, whether that be eviction moratorium or... Um, tenants' rights, which we're dealing with a lot with landlord-tenant issues, um, and rent control being the forefront, um, and it has been the last couple years.
0: Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot to cover there. Yeah. But I do have another very serious question. This is kind of like a psychological question. It's how I gauge people, okay? So, Christine, if you were forced to, would you rather fight one duck the size of a horse or 40 horses the size of ducks?
1: To fight them. Hmm. To
0: fight them, yeah. Well, I grew have, up no riding choice.
1: horses, so I'm going to go with the horse size.
0: The D- horse size duck. The horse size duck. Okay, you're brave. Ducks yeah. are mean.
1: They are mean. Okay. But I think if you get them at the right time, you're, you're going to be okay.
0: Okay. All right, good. So I, I see you've got that fighter spirit. That's probably why you're good at what you do. So now, Christine, you've been involved, like we said, in multiple uh, administrations for cities in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like Long Beach, Redondo Beach, I think, or... Gardena, Gardena. yeah. Gardena. So, what got you involved in local government?
1: I was actually working at USC, um, involved with a program, the Executive Master of Leadership Program, and had a lot of elected officials go through, um, and and that's how I really became involved with local leaders, a lot of chiefs of police, um, and again, uh, state assembly people, along with. Uh, mayors and um, just council members and had an interest in local government and how it impacts our day-to-day life. I'm a proud um, homeowner of 10 years and so I value the importance of having roots in the community and what it means and where our tax dollars are going and just having neighbors that you can um, enjoy and enjoy the neighborhood in which you live.
0: Okay, so you're a homeowner, you have skin in the game.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay, good. And now, uh, so uh, level with me. Which has more drama in your experience? Is it state government or like local government?
1: Oh, local government. And even more so, I've served on my HOA board. That's a complete nightmare. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyone who has done that appreciates that. Uh, Local government, because everyone thinks that their problems can be solved at the local level. They're not calling their congressman, or maybe they are, but for the most part... Their trash isn't picked up or someone's in the park disturbing their what they believe is their um, their recreation area they're calling their local city council person or a local city um, leader to try to resolve the issue so everything you can think of really comes down to local level people want access to local and want you to solve problems that sometimes aren't even um, local issues that are more federal or state related
0: okay Like, my taxes are too high. Do something about this.
1: Absolutely. Or, you know, yeah, I pay too much in taxes. But the interesting thing is, you know, people don't realize where their tax money is going. They call and they want to blame the local people. But yet... You know, if your property taxes, for instance, if you're calling about that, only about 20% of that property tax actually goes to your local city. Mm. So 80% goes to the county, state, whatever it may be. And so when you call and say, I pay X amount in property tax, and what are you doing with my property values? And yet, locally, you know, we're not getting the share of what we should be.
0: Okay. So. All right. So, uh, yeah, okay, so I'm going to put here wants more money. Wants more money. Okay. Everyone
1: wants Under more going okay. to their front yard, right? Okay. Not, not in my backyard, but in my front yard it should yes. be. Yes.
0: All right. Now, so kind of diving into, like, uh, to your specialty, uh, with COVID-19 shutting things down, shutting down the economy, you know, shutting down a lot of our the social side of our lives, uh, in what ways do you see local government acting to fill the gap or, or can you conceive of them filling that gap? And what are the ways that you're kind of hoping they don't get involved?
1: Well, I think the concern is the the reach of government and where we are currently. And you know, does that begin to pull back at all because of these restrictions that we have? Rightfully so, because we we're concerned about the public health and everybody's well being. Um, but now you're at a point where we shut down the economy and we have um you know businesses that may not start up you have a lot of people that may not go back to work a lot of businesses are afraid of lawsuits if they do open up um, business isn't going to be at the level it used to be and so at what point do you say you know government has now stepped in but is government likely to step out of that role and that's the big concern right Hmm. what do we do moving forward and how do we create a balance for everyone relative to individual liberties but then also the public well-being and how do we balance that
0: okay so and then once you this kind of sounds like once you take the cork out of the bottle how do you put that back in there yeah okay all right, and so, now we, so we've just talked about the ways that the local government can step in, or maybe should not. But you know, what are the ways that our local, like organized realtors or so associations, what are they doing uh, on the local level or on the state level to help get this economy back up and running?
1: Realtors or real estate has been deemed an essential service, so thankfully throughout this, we've been still able to allow our members to go out and practice, but showings have been restricted. Um, no open houses, and for s- some time that may be the case where there's still restrictions in place relative to in-person showings, making sure people are qualified buyers, um, but educating the public about how we're here to help the transactions still take place but with certain parameters around those dealings in order to make sure everyone is safe throughout the process and trying to move electronically to the extent possible. Um, You know, it used to be that um, farming was the push, you know, and you had um, agents with particular areas, but now with the technology, um, social media, virtual tours, you can see that people are really trying to expand their reach and reach out to people and keep them updated as to what's going on, but doing it in a new way.
0: Excellent, so, and, and then as realtors are like deemed an essential, that real estate agent role, um, what are the ways that we, like right now you're a homeowner and you're working to defend homeowners' interests, so what are ways that you do that on the local with the support of, of organized real estate? How, how, do we, how do we do that?
1: And that's a great question because our state um, you know, is gearing more towards renters and not that that's a bad thing by any means, but we have to remember that um, homeowners provide, landlords provide housing to those tenants and finding um, a way to increase or not even increase, but um, incentivize homeownership because that that's really the foundation of the American dream. And we talk about that a lot, but building equity. Um, through home ownership, creating roots in the community, and trying to remind people of the value of home ownership in the long term and what that means, and trying to find ways to incentivize it as opposed to disincentivize it. Because often it's easier to be a tenant when you're given more incentives. And so we want to continue to have the conversation of why there's a value to home ownership throughout the state, especially when people may not be able to afford it. Um, more recently with you know prices are still relatively high transactions may be down but prices relative to affordability and accessibility um, make it really hard for first-time home buyers to have that down payment accessible to them
0: Mm -hmm. and so so just to kind of play devil's advocate Mm -hmm. we're kind of headed in this direction right now in California where we are heading to these like uh, large scale landlords, so why should we be concerned that you know about like Amazon landlord, you know, Amazon uh, housing or, or you know right. these larger companies why why would you think that's a bad thing?
1: Right, so there is a now a concentration more so in the corporate landlord, if you will, as opposed to the traditional mom and pop um, and I think that creates more of a less of a fabric to your community people it used to be a lot of people put their retirement or their nest egg um, or their investment into property um, that they rented it out locally and you're not seeing that what you're seeing as a result of these laws are really forcing um, entities needing to be corporations so they can do it at a mass scale so you reference the amazon really it's um you know it, you know at a mass level or economies of scale that make it productive or an incentive to do so so um it just creates less of a community feel when you have people who are invested in single family homes or smaller one to four unit properties versus large-scale apartment or condominium complexes that may not have the traditional community feel to it
0: okay so it's, it's, we're change, kind of changing the fabric of yeah. our society then if we, did, if we depart from that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So now, Christine, I wanted to wrap up with a question about local government involvement. So wh- whether, you know, if you can give me kind of a two-sided answer, whether somebody is a realtor, so there is that organized real estate piece, or whether somebody is just a member of the community, uh, you know, what are ways that they can start getting involved, productive ways, uh, in, in assisting with local government right now?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely, and, and right now is a little bit more of a challenging time, right, because we're not all out in the streets organizing a, a Labor Day or Memorial Day um, event, um, but that's something, even just locally on your street, block by block, um, community watch is going to be a big thing, you know, uh, especially with an economic downturn, you find more um, petty theft and those things, unfortunately, rise. Um And and so it's important for people to come together and be vigilant. And so even if that means a neighborhood watch program and getting involved that way or just um, involved with the local youth sports, which, um, you know, we're eventually going to be back to a place where that's um, in motion. And, you know, you're going to find kids who have been out of school for a long time need um, ways to engage and, and getting involved with not only youth, um, charitable organizations, um, faith-based groups as well, nonprofits, and even just taking a step and getting involved locally in one of those avenues is a great way to really get an understanding of what's going on locally. And that usually then allows you to grow into, um, you know, a more, I would say, broader involvement in the community.
0: Okay. So just step Local up.
1: government. Just step up. We need step more up. people getting involved. It usually is the 10% doing the 90% of the work, unfortunately, as mm. we well know. So we just need more people. And I think that's the one silver lining out of um, this whole experience with the COVID is is that we've had people who've really stepped up and, and wanted to be neighbors and wanted to do the right thing by each other.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I once made the mistake of actually complaining about something local politics to you, and your response was like, Well, okay, when are you going to run for office then? Yeah, that was uh, so.
1: We look forward to it.
0: Uh oh, okay. Well, uh, thank you so much uh, for being here, Christine. Now, I do have this tradition that I like to spring on people when they're on the show, and that's to sign off. Uh, I would like you to do this to do a dramatic reading of this quote that I have right now on my iPad. All right. This is a quote from Ellen DeGeneres. And if you want to give it your best dramatic reading to sign us off, I would appreciate it. All right. So there's the quote. You can take a look at it. Prepare your, your, your skill set.
1: Never follow anyone else's path. Unless you're in the woods and you're lost and you see a path, then by all means follow that path.
0: Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you uh, so Christine. much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for what you do as our Government Affairs Director. And uh, hope that we can have you on again real soon.
1: Look forward to it. Thank you. All
0: right. Thanks, Christine.